It's almost time for the weekend, but as always, before we kick it off, we have another episode of the Speaking For Him podcast for you. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam, and I am Andrew Gomison, as you said, and I'm very excited today because I want to talk to you about something that will hopefully cure your cabin fever or help cure it. Yes. I know that we've talked about cabin fever probably a few times on this podcast already, but being that this has been such a long winter, it... It deserves to be talked about. Yes. But anyway, uh, the the Grand Rapids Laugh Fest is coming up uh, in March for March 6th to 16th, I believe. That's right. Is the whole Laugh Fest. But we're here to highlight a particular event uh, put on at Master Arts Theater. It is some Carol Brunette comedy sketches. I'm not sure of the exact title of the program, but that is why we have one of the directors uh, with us today, uh, Mr. Peter Huschelt, and he's been involved with several productions of Master Arts, both um, on stage and behind the scenes. So welcome, Peter. Well, thank you very much, Andrew, and it's good to be here, and hello uh, to all you guys out in Radio Land. Well, we're very happy to have you here, and uh, we just want to get started with a few questions uh, relating to your specific theater background, and then we'll get into the comedy sketches in specific. Sounds good. So how long have you been involved in theater? Wow. Okay, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Okay. <laughs> uh, way back in the day, and uh, we were over in Switzerland for a year. My dad was on sabbatical. And one of my teachers, um, this is all a French school in Francais, Mind you. So he would uh, get his class doing poems and stuff, poetry readings. So one day he got me up and he went ahead and and read the poem and did a little ditty and uh, made it come to life. And then he said, okay, Peter, now it's your turn. Now you go up there and read this and kind of like make it your own. So I kind of did. And he was like very impressed. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. (laughs) So... um, yeah, that was kind of like my beginning. So Mr. Gee out there, um, God bless his soul, he's probably passed on. That was uh, back in the 70s, early 70s, So, and he was already up there in age. So, um, And later on, he he talked to my mom and dad. We went over to his place, and he invited the whole family, all 10 of us. Wow, so busy yeah, household. Busy, I'll say. Eight is too many. <laughs> um, well, I'm the the oldest of eleven, so I well, kind of know. He knows. I have nothing about. on him. Yeah, right. So, so uh, and then what, so when we came back from Switzerland, and um, we had a stint in 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 grade school, but high school was my uh, debut. I actually did get to direct a one act. We did a one act play festival. I got to direct and act in 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 some shows, and I got best director, so that was pretty cool. So they gave awards and everything. <laughs> I didn't get best play. I can't understand it. I till this day, okay. I got best director. Well, but anyway, so um, so my start was in high school. I went on to do University of Windsor, uh, drama and music degree, and and I and I did voice, and I did backstage on stage with with uh, theater, and I did a in a course of uh, directing, which was very cool. And then I got out of there and um, kept on with uh, community theater. And moved over. Very good. So how did you specifically get involved with Master Arts Theater? 
Wow. Okay. Well, 2011 came along, and I had um, been working nights and weekends for a while there, so I had a, a hiatus from theater. Oh, seven, eight. I don't know how many years. Five years. And um, well, they were doing in 2011. They were doing To Kill a Mockingbird. And so I decided, well, I had auditioned for them years previously for Arsenic and Old Lace, which I love, and I didn't get a part. So I went back and I tried out for To Kill a Mockingbird because it's a great show. And um, so I auditioned, and a couple days later, Pris McDonald, who's directed it, and she's in charge of the whole company, uh, call me back, said, oh, by the way, how about, how would you like to do Bob Ewell? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I have to be at this nasty, conniving, mean, old, grumpy, uh, out of his luck, down and out of his luck uh, guy. Uh, sure. <laughs> I got to say that I was one of Pris's assistants on that project, that's and that's right. how I met Peter, and uh, he definitely was convincing. <laughs> uh, he even scared some people in the green room, I think, but he yeah. did very well. <laughs> Whitney... Uh, could not be around me too long. She played my daughter, uh, Mayella. Yeah, interesting stuff. So, what's your favorite show that you've been in, either since you've been at Master Arts or maybe overall, if if it's not a Master Arts show? Oh my gosh, there's been so many of them. I've been, I was outside, uh, you know, waiting to come on here and, and and mulling this whole thing over. I've done so many shows and so many different characters. Um. Being grumpy and ornery like Bob Ewell certainly was a stretch for me, and so, um, which was really fun. Um, and most of the time, I played these off the wall, kooky, uh, Don Knotts kind of characters, playful, uh, kind of laid back, goofy. So, I did Mookie McGuggins and Dirty Works at the Crossroads, which was a uh, melodrama and he w- I was like the sidekick to the hero of the of the whole gang thing and and so I had a big role a uh, pivotal role in that so that was a lot of fun um but then I did uh, miracle worker right after mockingbird and I got to play captain keller which was uh, a, an amazing opportunity so I really over the years and all the shows that I've been in on stage um, and I was I was Juan the muleteer in uh, Don Quixote de la Mancha. That was an awesome show. Kind of so, rolls off the tongue there, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I was in La Mancha and Man of La Mancha, which was awesome. So I got to hang out with the big wigs in the in, in the uh, on the first level instead of the the uh, chorus people. Not that not that. You know, they were great. The whole cast was awesome. We had a great show. And this was back in Windsor. And uh, so I had a blast. So, you know, every character you do is, is a little different. And, and it's always a challenge to, to, to come up with a different quirk of, a, of the person and bring it to life in their own special way. So you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's the trick of, of doing theater. It's probably tough too, I would think. Like every character you play, like at that moment, that's probably your favorite, right? <laughs> exactly. You're in the character, so. well, yeah, and it's so hard to leave a show because you're like, oh, you spent like three weeks with, with a group of people and you, you got to know the character and and the show and everything. And 
I can definitely relate to that. And I just have to say, kind of as an aside, it's kind of weird for you to say that the Bob Ewell type character was a bit of a stretch for you because you go from Bob Ewell to Captain Keller to, um, I don't remember what your character was in Oliver Mr. Twist. Sowerberry. But I saw a lot of similarities between those three characters. And so it's kind of interesting because you kind of built yourself a, a, a new niche there, you know, kind of as the semi-sour type of person. Right. But uh, it, it would be nice to see you in in some of those lighter roles, and I'm sure opportunities will come up in the future. But moving right along, the main reason that we're here is to discuss um, the comedy sketches. Uh, you've directed a few times already, correct? Right. Um, actually, so so I, I'm directing uh, two of the nine Carol Burnett sketches. So we're having a really good time. We opened up on January 10th. Um, and we had Dessert Theater, and uh, we had three shows. Uh, January 10th, we had one show at night, and we had uh, two shows on uh, Saturday. Um, so we had, a, we had a really good audience uh, opening night, and they laughed their heads off the whole time. So <laughs> you can't go wrong with Carol Burnett. And I got to grow up with her. Um, so I got to see it firsthand and all through the reruns through the years. As you get over now, there's you know a second and third generation coming along after she she uh, left the air with that uh, show, and it's too bad because those four were such geniuses. Uh, Vicky and Harvey and Tim and her were just amazing how they gelled together and worked so well together in all these different skits they did. Is it a little intimidating uh, bringing her sketches to the community theater stage? Oh no. Um, we put our own little slant on everything, you know, and it's not not ever going to be the same, you know. But it's a lot of fun, and you can't, really can't go wrong with the with the sketches and the and the characters that come out of these sketches and uh, the situations they find themselves in, you know. It's they're just down out of luck, um, and the twists and turns that that happen through the sketch, and they're only like seven ten minutes long, but. It's real. That's where you get the comedy, is you never expect things to happen, and then all of a sudden they do, and and you know people fall over backwards just laughing and and things you know. So it's it's a lot of fun. Do you have an overall favorite, Peter? Well, the ones I've directed, of course. <laughs> well, what what um, are the ones that you've directed? I directed um, Rent a Car, which which uh, two two gals at their own rent-a-car company they're they're trying to vie for business with each other uh is trying to solicit business from from the passers-by at the airport and all the things that they try to do to get the the man's attention to try and get him to buy from them and you know rent a car from from so so all the struggles they have of, of each other and being jealous of each other and trying to get their him to buy from them and, and all the things that happen and poor guy gets stuck in the middle of their of their squabbling and and uh, stuff so that so um there's uh Bonnie and Clyde a, a takeoff on on the on the two characters of uh you know the old time uh burglars and you know and how they come home and he's so frustrated with his life and 
she gives him the old college cheer and and so she cheers him on and gets him all back into wanting to go out and <laughs> and do some more um exterminator about the same thing we have uh uh alice portnoy can't forget alice portnoy the the girl scout gal who goes around and and tries to extort money off of people and and how she does it and it's really fun um all right, Adam, do you have any questions for our guest? Um, I do, yes. You know, we're all about family-friendly, good entertainment here at the Speaking For Him podcast. So is this appropriate for all ages? Well, um, of course, the little ones wouldn't understand. So um, this, too, I was thinking about how you would go about. I think we've had some kids in the audience only because their mom and dad are on stage I would tend to think that if you've got a middle school ager and up, um, they have to be, under, uh, be able to understand the humor. It's, it's of course, it's it's adult oriented, geared towards adult, the, and and the humor is is probably lost with the younger ones. But I mean, the visual comedy, the um, we have three sketches with the nudges, um, and I can't think uh, George. And I cannot think of her name. Pardon me. <laughs> but we've got a we've got a really good cast of characters, um, and the skits are wonderful. And the directors have done a really good job. So uh, here's a shout out to the cast and directors and the crew behind stage. You can't do it without them. Um, so it's been a real it's been a lot of fun. So I would say probably grade five and six and up. Okay. And, probably, and there's nothing inappropriate. It's just a matter of people's understanding level, correct? I would think so, yeah. I mean, it's it's Carol Brunette. You can't go wrong with her for the mm-hmm. most part. And we've 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 taken some um Oh yeah, they're they're just your basic human dilemma things that happen and, and you know, and, and so All right. Well, I usually post these uh Spotlights on Master Arts Theater about a week before a show opens, but this is a unique show in the fact in the fact that it is a part of Laugh Fest 2014. And so, Peter, could you give us information on how we can get tickets and make sure that we are in the audience? Well, certainly. Okay, if you get online to masterartstheater.org, org, um, there's the website there, and it'll give you all the details. Um, and all the information you need, the contact information, the phone number, 455-1001, that's a 616 number. Um, call the box office. You can leave a message if nobody answers. During the day they have, during the week, they have three or four people, Mimi, Walt, um, anybody else? I don't know. That'll answer (laughs) the phone and take your, your information and, uh. Uh, certainly hold tickets for you. Um, and they may direct you to grlaughfest.com uh, because it is a Laugh Fest event, so just keep that in mind. And then also uh, following the the comedy sketches, I believe both performances, both on Friday night the 14th and Saturday night the 15th, will be Contents Under Pressure, which is Master Art's own improvisational comedy team led by Walt Williams. So make sure that you 
uh, take advantage of that as well. Very good. Um, and so I hope that many of you who are listening will come out and enjoy this family-friendly entertainment and that you will be able to uh, to shake away some of those winter blahs, maybe a great way to kick off spring. Yes. And uh, I just want to bring up this Bible verse as we end. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth up the bones. And so we want to promote merry hearts here on the Speaking Firm podcast, and we want to encourage you to uh, check out the Carol Brunette sketches and the other things that Master Arts has to offer. You can reach them at masterarts.org, and you can call them, uh, as Peter said, at 616-455-1001. This is Andrew Gomison saying, have a great weekend. My Man. executive producer is Adam McNutt, and we want to thank you, Peter, for joining us today. Yes, thank well, you. Well, thank you for having me, and good day to all you guys out there in Radio Land, and uh, shout out to all my my fellow directors, Kathy Dale and Brian. See you around on the... And have a great weekend. Cheerio. For the Speaking for Him podcast, this is Andrew Gomez. God bless. <laughs>